are Locked On Vikings, your daily Minnesota Vikings podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Locked On Vikings podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, I'm your host, your pal, and the kitty copied off in math class. My name is Luke Braun. You can find me on Twitter at Luke Braun NFL, and the show is on Twitter at Locked On Vikings. And today is Tuesday, but it's not Twitter Tuesday because I am recording this too far in the future. I am recording this before the Colts and Vikings play their preseason game on Saturday, so you know how that game goes. I do not. So instead of doing a Twitter Tuesday, we will do a mailbag this week. I don't want to rob you of a mailbag. We'll do it later in the week. Uh, I have a little pre-recorded talk about Kirk Cousins that I want to give to you. Essentially, long story short, is I am traveling for all of Monday, which is usually when I would record the Twitter Tuesday podcast. Uh, So instead of trying to record something like at the airport or something wild or record super late at night, uh, I just have a one that I did ahead of time that I'm going to give to you. So I don't know how the Colts Vikings went. Hope everything went well. Hope everybody stayed healthy. And probably tomorrow will be a mailback episode. So get your questions in at Luke Brown NFL at Locked On Vikings. I'll get to them eventually. Um, so we'll kind of circle back around to that Colts game and stuff when I have actually seen it and when I can actually take some time to research and record. Uh, but for now, I want to have a Kirk Cousins conversation. Uh, and this is going to be a more basic Kirk Cousins conversation, the one you kind of hear a lot, but I, I want to address some of the bigger narratives about Kirk Cousins, about him, you know, the clutch or him, uh, needing everything to be perfect around him, all that stuff. Um, and... I guess just kind of get what I my Kirk Cousins takes out there. And if you've been listening for a long time, you might not hear a lot in this episode that you haven't already heard from me. But if you are new to the show, if you've just joined, for one, welcome. I love you. Thank you for coming. Uh, But for two, you can kind of hear what I think about Kirk Cousins. The thing about quarterbacks, even ones that are fairly straightforward like Kirk Cousins. I mean, Kirk Cousins, a pocket passer, about a 500 guy, uh, you know, and he's weird. (laughs) Dorky. And I, I, this also, I'm not going to uh, talk about the like, vaccination stuff. I've done plenty of that in the last couple of weeks. Uh, but he is like a turbo dork. That's just, I mean, I don't even think he'd disagree if I said that to his face. So, so I, like as a quarterback, though, he is a very uh, kind of easy to figure out guy. And you get this sense of this kind of, you know, average. Maybe he's like top 15, somewhere in the 15 to 10 range, somewhere in there. You know, he's not going to be, you know, lead your team to the promised land or anything like that. He's just kind of fine. And the Vikings pay him a lot and everybody's mad about that, right? Um, I, I think every quarterback, even straightforward ones like Kirk Cousins, require a lot more nuance than that. Uh, so much so that it's going to take me like an entire half hour to explain my take. So let's do that. And I guess you can kind of count this as the Kirk Cousins season preview, which is probably close to what I'll title the episode. Um, so let's preview Kirk Cousins. So, but to do that, I want to talk first about the way that I felt when Kirk Cousins came to Minnesota. Um, and I think that's important context. And and I think I've definitely learned a lot about football since 2018. Obviously, like I'm a, like a lot closer to the game than I was back then. Um, so I can probably update on this take a little bit. But basically, my take was not that enamored with his actual play. Um, and I was just wrong about some things. Like I didn't like his uh, like quick quick throws 
which is just dumb. Like, he's pretty good at that. Um, but also some stuff about, like, you know, him not being a great pressure racer. And so I didn't like what I saw there. And then he signs this big, fully guaranteed contract. And that's kind of where the conversation always veers off into. So I just want to get out ahead of that part and not veer off there later. Um, you know, my issue with that contract has a lot less to do with the actual amount. Yeah, it's probably disproportionate. I think he's making like a top five amount of money uh, in 2021. I think there's like not that many quarterbacks making more than 30 million. He's one of them. That's probably inappropriate and inefficient, whatever. Sure. And you could, you know, shave five million off of that and you could have got a guard with that. Yeah, like I get it. Um, but that all feels like a much smaller issue to me that is kind of a surmountable one, but what isn't surmountable is how married they are to Kirk Cousins. And I've spoken about this a lot in the past, but the Vikings and Kirk Cousins are completely undivorceable right now. Um, you can trade him or you can extend him. And that's kind of the way his contract works, uh, especially with a $45 million hit next year. That's all fully guaranteed. Someone's paying that money. You either have to convince another team to do it, or you have to use extension and clever accounting and stuff to get that down to a reasonable amount of money, or you just eat a $45 million cap hit. And I don't think anybody wants that. And trading him is a definitely a likely option. But the issue there is either he's good enough for, to justify that contract and then you don't want to trade him or if he's not good enough you have to convince somebody else to take on the albatross that you're in and who's going to want that huge con like if you think Kirk Cousins is so bad all you want to do is get rid of him uh, if you were in charge of the 49ers or the Broncos or whoever um would you trade for Kirk Cousins? Like, I don't think the people who hate Kirk Cousins the most would ever do that if they were in charge of a different team. It's just kind of this light at the end of the tunnel or whatever. So the problem isn't necessarily that it's Kirk Cousins, but too expensive. The problem is you have no alternative to Kirk Cousins. And as we will talk about later in the show, Kirk Cousins is really streaky. He has good streaks and he has really bad streaks. And during those bad streaks, there's nowhere else to turn. And because of the contract that he has, you don't exactly have an incentive to go out and trade for Marcus Mariota, right? Or somebody that could actually compete with him to start. You know, we talked a lot about Justin Fields back in in uh, the post-draft kind of recap as we found out the Vikings were really interested in Fields and might have traded up to do it, but they were never all that serious. They never really offered uh, an amount that was worthy, worthy of being taken seriously. They basically had the phone slammed down on them at every turn because they didn't offer anything because you kind of stuck to Kirk Cousins. Why would you go draft a dude in the top 10 and then what have a competition between a rookie and a dude making 31 million and then 45 million next year and it's all fully guaranteed? So the fully guaranteed nature of those deals was always more of my issue there. Um, not, and again, not necessarily the, the holistic amount. I mean, the Vikings have had pretty good rosters around Kirk Cousins. I, I don't really think that they're like incapable of, of building something. Sure. Put Cousins on a better contract. It would help the team. Of course, nobody disagrees with that. Uh, but I, I don't know. For me, it's more that there is no way out. You cannot have a start like 2020 where you're one in five and Kirk Cousins was really bad in those games and you're in the bye week and you're thinking about, you know, kind of picking the whole thing apart. You can't because Kirk Cousins is not going anywhere and the contract prevents you from doing that. Whereas if it were the same amount, but perhaps not fully guaranteed or, or otherwise structured or, you know, kind of 
a more normal contract, you might be able to get out from under that contract and trade it off to somebody who uh, is, you know, sitting at three and three and maybe thinks if they got a better quarterback, it would take them, you know, what they need to win the division or whatever. You, you can't do that. You just have to sit there and ride out the lows. And yeah, you get the highs on the other side of it, but I don't like having no options. And the Vikings have no options. They are basically sit with Kirk Cousins or tear the entire thing to the ground, probably torpedoing your own job in the process. And that's kind of where we're at. So what are we stuck with? Well, it's Kirk Cousins. He requires a little bit of nuance, and we'll talk about that. But first, I want to talk to you about a good love of Grambling. And to do that, you should go to the number one spot for all pro and college football action this upcoming season. That is Bet Online. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest open now at Bet Online. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day Super Promo equals Make a Bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. If you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using promo code NFL100, NFL100, the numbers. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your favorite sports. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. So I want to continue this conversation about Kirk Cousins and get into the evaluative part. Forget the contract, forget everything. Just take it as fact for now, until that changes, uh, that Kirk Cousins is the quarterback of the Vikings for at least the next two years. And if you ask me, probably further, unless he really, really tears it down. Now, the Vax thing and kind of soured his relationship with the org, and I do think that that matters, but... I don't know. It's not quite enough for me to like start planning for life after Kirk Cousins. I think he's the quarterback for the Vikings until he isn't. So what do we have here? Uh, I think the biggest thing for Kirk Cousins that works in his favor and probably doesn't get enough love is that he's accurate. Um, He puts the ball where he means to put it. And that is something that doesn't happen with every NFL quarterback. You can get quarterbacks that are probably better than Kirk Cousins, but aren't as accurate as Kirk Cousins, aren't as good as putting the ball where they mean to put, you know, Josh Allen, we would all trade Josh Allen for Kirk Cousins straight up if we could, right? Uh, But he's not as accurate as Kirk Cousins. He he needed a guy like Stefan Diggs to erase inaccuracies, and Diggs is one of the best accuracy, inaccuracy erasers uh, in the league. Um, Kirk doesn't really need that. You don't need to be able to erase inaccuracies. He'll put the ball on you and you just got to be able to catch it like normal. And that makes, uh, receivers like Pierre Garçon look really good. Honestly, I think that accuracy, like to be a wide receiver for Kirk Cousins, you have to do just the basics. And that's really cool. You just need to be in the right place at the right time, run a halfway decent route and don't drop it. Like that's, pretty low standard for wide receivers, where if you're going to be a wide receiver for someone like Josh Allen, you might have to haul in some circus catches every once in a while. Uh, And if Kirk Cousins is making you haul in a circus catch, there's probably a reason for it because of the coverage or whatever. Think about the Kyle Rudolph touchdowns he's throwing away from somebody throwing you open, that kind of thing. And he's very good at that. Um, his arm strength is very good. He can get the, I mean, we kind of saw the problem of bad arm strength in that Jake Browning pick six from the Denver preseason game, uh, where, you know, that ball kind of floated out there and Sertan was able to jump it and, and, and take it home. Um, we have seen that kind of pick six really often. And 
you know, across the league. And when you have enough arm strength, and Kirk Cousins does, you can get away with more throws. And if you can get away with more throws, then your coaches can design more plays. And it sort of compounds on itself. And you can work with a more diverse playbook and the play calling can get better and all that stuff. But really, the play calling is better because the coach knows that you can run it. If Jake Browning were the quarterback, they just probably couldn't run speed outs uh, against man coverage. They probably would just have to have you, you know, check down or, 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 uh, throw it away or something like that in that situation. You don't have to do that necessarily with Kirk Cousins. And like, honestly, when I'm scouting a quarterback, the first thing I look at, the first question is accuracy. The second question is probably arm strength for me. Uh, and, you know, then you can get into the stuff like about mobility and about moxie and all this weird stuff. But uh, like, put the ball where you mean to put it and, and can you get zip on it? I think if you can't do those two things, I'm going to be way less interested in you as a quarterback. And Kirk checks both of those boxes. They're arguably his biggest strengths. But there are obviously some problems here. Uh, I guess we should start with his pocket presence and how he kind of responds to pressure and how he needs a good O-line and all that stuff. He got better, I thought, in 2020 about bailing on pockets and scrambling around, and he can run around fine. Um, you know, he's not like a total Sam Bradford statue. Uh, but I often ask when I see a quarterback bail on a pocket. I did a lot of this with Kellen Mond, and it got me in trouble uh, in the, the Denver preseason game. Should you have bailed on that pocket? Or was that fine? And yeah, you scrambled and you got a first down, but did you need to scramble or should you have continued with your progression? Um, and I thought Kellen Mond bailed way too early a lot of the time. Um, and I think that's a problem for Kirk Cousins as well. Um, now look, 2018 Kirk, he would just kind of crumple and it would be a sack. At least, you know, 2020 Kirk was trying to make something of it. Um, but it's still not like a strength. And and of course, you know, you don't have any schoolyard moxie to you, you know. Um, people really long for that schoolyard, that improvisational element. Um, I don't know how many quarterbacks really have it it's it's a popular style right now because those quarterbacks all you know were very i mean three of the four teams in the final four last year were mahomes allen and, and aaron Rodgers, total schoolyard uh quarterbacks and so lots of quarterbacks don't have that element you know tom brady and he just won the super bowl he never had the run around improvisational element you know uh and there's a lot of quarterbacks around that just don't do that and would rather get the ball quickly. You know, Drew Brees was like that. Like, good quarterbacks just don't... This is just not a style uh, that that everybody has. And that's so that's fine, like, on its own. But with Kirk Cousins, it seems to go worse when things break down, right? And when I say when things break down, I'm usually referring to pressure. But I'm also referring to guy ran the wrong route. It wasn't the coverage he thought it was pre-snap. When his pre-snap idea of the play is upended, he breaks down. And sometimes that's crumpling into a sack. Sometimes that's freezing up and you get a strip sack or something. Sometimes he will, you know, try to bail out of the pocket, inexplicably throw an interception to Deion Jones. And when I say inexplicably, that one he literally could not explain. He was like, yeah, I don't know, beats me. It just got away from me. I'm trying to forget it. Like he had no idea what he what he did on that play. And just like utterly baffling things, just flipping the ball. I, I can't, I think it was against the Colts last year when he almost threw the ball into the waiting arms of a defensive lineman while falling. It's like, why did you do that? Uh, and, and just these brain farts. Um, you know, I, that, that's why I have the Kirk Cousins chaos meter and all this, because he can just get really chaotic when things break down. And yeah, when things work on script, and sometimes that script accounts for pressure, but when things are, you know, going the way that Kirk Cousins thought he would see them or somewhere in the various permutations he had prepared for, um, yeah, it's, it's, he's fantastic. 
You've probably heard that about Kirk Cousins. When things are on script, it's great. When they're off script, it's terrible. The thing is, he's just not a pressure eraser. There are quarterbacks who erase pressure, who make it so that you got a pressure, it didn't matter. Kirk's not one of those guys. Justin Herbert, I think, is one of the best pressure erasers in the league. Uh, He was in his rookie year. Uh, You know, there's guys like Rodgers, Russell Wilson. um, Deshaun Watson was fantastic at that. Uh, You know, if you want to be a good pressure eraser, you need somebody who who's a different style than Kirk Cousins. And there's places where, you know, Kirk Cousins will outduel Justin Herbert in other areas of quarterbacking, and that's fine, but that's not what you're going to get. And so he's not a good pressure eraser. And I don't know if I fully subscribe to the needs perfect surroundings thing, because I don't think he needs crazy good receivers. I, I think he's pretty good at maximizing receivers to be honest because he throws accurately right if you have a receiver with a crappy catch radius it doesn't matter he doesn't need that to be perfect but I, he needs an o-line and the vikings don't have that or at, le- at least he needs uh an offense that mitigates pressure for him which the vikings do with quick game and bootlegs and stuff and they kind of have to run a wide zone that's why one of the reasons why a wide zone is such a good fit for him but also that he throws well on the run he has really good mechanics a great deep ball um and good timing and all that is really uh compatible with a wide zone so my issue with cousins isn't necessarily oh he needs perfect surroundings i think he needs decent protection and he's a below average quarterback at erasing it when he doesn't that's a totally valid critique but for me my issue with Kirk Cousins is more about consistency I'll explain it in a little bit uh, but first let me talk to you about your car it's hot out there it's the summer um, and if you live somewhere where it rains that can mess stuff up too you got to take care of your car get your oil changed get listen to the lights if they come on if the check engine light comes on take that thing in but it can be kind of expensive. So if you're a do-it-yourselfer that wants to figure out how to do this stuff on your own, that's awesome, more power to you. But even if you're not, you might be able to save a buck with rockauto.com. You see, you go to a mechanic, and if you want to try to get the car parts on your own to save a buck, you can't exactly go to a brick-and-mortar auto shop, you know, ask them if they have the part. They'll get it in two to four weeks. You might, If you're going to wait for it to ship, you might as well order it online yourself. And Rock Auto's been doing this for like 15 years online. They're going to look out for you. Just enter your make, your year, and your model at their website. They've got this awesome, expansive catalog, and they'll sort through everything for you to make sure you're getting something compatible with your car and from there you can order it directly from the manufacturer you're getting the same parts but you're cutting out the middleman so you're saving a buck while doing it so head on over to rockauto.com you can also just get general supplies jumper cables and stuff like that at checkout there's a how you heard about us section make sure you let them know that locked on sent you if you don't the bunnies will have no choice but to steal the declaration of independence rock auto amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need i also want to talk to you about daily fantasy i hate daily fantasy it is absolutely my least favorite way to play feels like you're entering this gigantic pool with a million people in it even if you get a great roster you 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 know get 160th you get two bucks it feels like you're playing the lottery uh and you just have never any chance of winning but there's a solution to this it's stat hero stat hero is the first ever daily fantasy sportsbook that puts the player in control and puts winning within reach here's how it works stat hero shows you their lineups and dares you to beat them it's you versus the house in a head-to-head fantasy matchup you name your stakes and winner take all it's like blackjack and you have the advantage stat hero is showing you their lineup ahead of time nobody does that you are in total control. Stat Hero is DFS the, the way it was meant to be. Fantasy, one-on-one, like God intended. So play Stat Hero now and change the odds. Go to stathero.com slash locked on, sign up for free, and right now you can get three times back on your first play. They're giving you a 300% match that is unheard of. Go to stathero.com slash locked on. Stathero.com slash locked on. So I want to tell you my real problem with Kirk Cousins. 
and this is the biggest critique that I have of him. And then we can kind of wrap it all around and say, okay, I've talked about some good stuff, some bad stuff. What is the actual package? But first, it's the the, the problem is consistency. That's the the best word I can come up with for it is consistency. For every three touchdown, awesome game, you have a three turnover game where he made it completely impossible for anybody to win. And like in those games, the roster did, around him didn't matter at all. He can torpedo any roster if you you know get strip sacked twice and throw a pick. Um, and I think that's what gets me. Look, if Kirk Cousins puts together four good Kirk Cousins games in a row in January, games we've seen him play, you know, upper quartile games, top quartile games of Kirk Cousins, put four of those together in a row in January, and I think you can genuinely win a Super Bowl with that. That's, I don't think that's asking for something incredibly improbable. You're not asking him to have the best game of his life four times in a row, just like a pretty good one by his own standards four times in a row. But of course, you know, what are the odds of four in a row of that? And that's kind of where I get sort of doomer about it. But I think his improvisational shortcomings, as I guess what I'll call them, what we just talked about, are the root of a lot of other things that go wrong with Kirk Cousins. You know, Cousins is famously good against bad teams and bad against good teams, right? He'll, he's not going to be the kind of team that drops one to the Lions. He's also not going to be the kind of quarterback that, that steals one against, you know, the juggernaut team or whatever. Um, and so when he's favored, it's great. When he's not favored, it's not great. Um, and I think it all kind of goes into how his brain works. And Kirk Cousins is an extremely studious guy and he prepares like a madman. He is He's basically said, like, he literally thinks it is impossible to overprepare for a game. Um, and he has said as much. Like, this, I'm not speculating here. I'm just going off of what Kirk Cousins said. He, he logs things and he researches and he rehearses it all. And he's got literal, like, bins filled with old notebooks. He keeps every note he's ever taken. He, he'll go pick things out of his Michigan State notes if he thinks it's going to be. Like, he's an absolutely insane person. Total madman. NFL quarterback work ethic, right? Uh, and there's even the neurologist thing, which I tweeted about and people got confused. The neurologist thing is he has a, like a brain scientist that he consults all the time to do, uh, like brain scans on him and he, he uses it to like optimize sleep and all like he's a robot. And so he prepares and all this stuff. And, and basically his philosophy is to rely on that preparation and, if he prepares enough, the way he thinks it is, you know, if you're more prepared than the next guy, you'll have the advantage, right? So he'll have all the preparation and then stick to your preparation and, you know, you should win more often than not. Um, he even does this when it comes to reading fronts. This is something I learned about Kirk Cousins this offseason. When he's reading the defensive front, so the alignment and are they blitzing, that kind of stuff, he will call that pre-snap. He'll change the protection if he thinks he has to. The center can do that as well. Um, and once he is satisfied with the protection, he doesn't look at it. He, he literally says, I will not look at the front or the pressure or the oncoming defenders because I'm reading the coverage. So if you see him get kind of blind sacked all the time and like, wow, he should have felt that pressure coming. It's because he's not looking and he's just making a conscious choice not to look. That is not a choice that I agree with, but it's a strategy he's taking. So he can, you know, better read coverages and put the ball on time, you know, where it's supposed to be and all that stuff. But in return for, I guess, a boost in that skill, you're going to get blind strip sacked a whole bunch. And I, I don't know. I don't think that's worth it, but that's the way that his brain works. And so that leads to a whole bunch of things that kind of makes you a top 10, top 15 quarterback. That's, you know, not ever going to be, you know, crack the, the upper echelons of the elite, but will always kind of be a guy that you can at least call a franchise guy. I guess that leads to the idea of, yeah, when things go off script and all that preparation that you've made a conscious choice to rely on is no longer relevant 
then, you know, you're kind of a fish out of water. Yeah, and he looks like a fish out of water in those scenarios. That's what leads to that whole thing where, you know, people think things like have to be perfect around him and all that stuff. But it's really things just have to stay within the bounds of what he's prepared for. And if you're a defensive coach preparing for Kirk Cousins, you want to take things outside the bounds of what Kirk Cousins has prepared for. That's how you beat Kirk Cousins, and everybody's got a way to do that. And so, especially the good defenses all have better ways to do that. So the good defenses look better against him than the bad defenses who are just trying to get in the right place, right? And then you get the ugly disaster plays when he does try to improv. The backup 10 yards and fumble, you know, roll out and throw a bad pick, all of that stuff. I think about the Bills game in 2018, the Falcons game, you know, these real disastrous Vikings games. You can withstand a couple of those in a season. You get beat 52 to 10 and win all the rest of your games by one point. Guess what? You're 16 and one. But that kind of thing happens too often, and I don't like how much that puts the ball in the court of the defense. It's essentially a challenge to the defense where, hey, if you can satisfy this criteria, you beat me. And I'm just going to close my eyes and go forward with that, and the chips fall where, where they may, and that philosophy gets him in trouble against better teams. And there's too many instance, instances where the team across from you can meet that criteria and beat you. And look... If, you know, if you want to tank four games at the beginning of the season, if it meant that you get to win 12 on the back end and you make the playoffs and you can be good in the playoffs and all that, I mean, we all take that, right? But obviously that's not how it works. We don't get to pick when Kirk Cousins has these disaster games. We don't get to pick who it's against because it kind of depends on if the guy across from you can do it. And that's kind of what the Vikings are inextricably married to for the foreseeable future. So that's my Kirk Cousins take. You probably sensed if you've been listening for a little while. I'm not a huge Kirk Cousins fan. I think that's why. I'd have no problem acknowledging what he's good at. He's accurate. He's got arm strength. He's got all the classic things you look for in a quarterback. But because of what I guess I'm going to call a lack of flexibility, it, you get in trouble. And Kirk Cousins can can get you in trouble. So I will be back with a live episode, hopefully, uh, tomorrow. Uh, get your questions in. I'm sure it'll be a mailbag sometime this week. If it's if not, you know, if there's any news that came up over uh, Monday that I missed, sorry about that. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. In the meantime, you can find me on Twitter at LukeBronNFL, and you find the show on Twitter at LockedOnVikings. I'll see you all tomorrow, and as always, Skull.